Welcome to the College Football Pod for the NEG Podcast. This is your host, at least uh, temporarily for the night, um, as well as joined by a couple of our illustrious panel. This is Sean Z. Who do we have with us tonight? Got Memphis Matt, baby. Memphis Matt, Farkey's faves, Farkas. We got it all tonight. Now, Shill is, uh, what the hell is he doing again, guys? He is working on restoration down in Naples. We had a little thing called Hurricane Irma come through. Naples took the took the brunt of it from the uh, eye of the hurricane. So he's down there cleaning up some mess, trying to uh, make a buck here or there so that he can uh, roll roll some money into some plays. Well, if our consensus picks keep keep hitting, none of us are going to have to work very very much longer. In fact, of the matter. I mean, we crushed it on those. We'll get to the rest of the other picks and the debacle that that was last week. Other than than Shill, I just figured after going eleven and four, he just hightailed it over to Vegas, which I think he's got next weekend, um, and and you know went to celebrate his uh, leap into first place in the standings. Hey, I'll tell you what. If if Shill fell through like a wet floorboard on the eighteenth floor, it wouldn't break my heart. Wow. Yeah. That's that's brutal. But he he is going back. He is going back to uh, to Vegas to reward our host from last year, um, Mister uh, Mister Moneymaker Matt, and he's going to have some steak, some uh, lobster. That's right. We get we got a picture. That's right. We got to post that picture and everything else. So, uh, but all right, fellas, let's get right into it here. And uh, you know, maybe old Nick Show may or may not join us. We'll see. Um, see how yeah. his evening's going. But let's run through a quick recap. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. As a Florida State fan, obviously I was highly disappointed in the defense's performance against NC State. It was utterly pathetic for a defense that talked up being a top five, top ten team in the country and a defense that showed it against Alabama to come back after you know a two-and-a-half-week layoff. The rust was clear and apparent. Uh, they were short at linebacker. There were some horrible calls um, horrible. that maybe you horrible. guys could touch on. But uh, overall, just a dismal performance from Florida State, the coaching staff specifically. Was impressed with true freshman James Blackman at quarterback, but um, not nearly enough to beat the NC State team that was real game. I'll give a couple of my takes real quick. 21 days off. I, I wasn't buying into the time off. You guys knew that. If you listened last week, I was still on it hot. I wanted to play this game as one of our consensus picks for, for money, but we didn't We didn't get on it. That's okay. Uh, red zone, one for seven. That'll kill you. Blackman struggled, struggled early, but settled in. Like Sean said, I was really impressed with the way he settled in after the first quarter. Uh, says a lot about him as a freshman. Uh, long a couple long plays, especially the one against uh, James, that that hurt. But uh, I know no one wants to get tied up on on making excuses with the referees and things like that. But you have to have to admit that there were some issues with that game. It, it definitely cost them. But one for seven in the red zone that hurt. Freshman quarterback looked good. They they have a lot a lot going. Yeah, and Nader, another game where the targeting role strikes. You know, there's plenty of others that we can go through literally every weekend in college football. It's the stupidest rule. They need to have it almost like how they used to have face masks where they had the 5 and the 15 if they want to do it that way. But this just this penalty for a guy trying to bat a ball down that brings his hand down and taps a guy that dives his helmet into the hand as well. And to call that malicious or intent to hit to the head – the rule is just so poorly written and so even more poorly handled by the referees and those dolts um, in these conferences that, that run these crews out there that just have no idea on what's malicious and violent and what's not. Well, look, man, you know, my take is it's already a pretty, pretty brutal game. We're not playing pure, uh, ping pong here. You know, I don't I don't. I don't like the targeting. I, I get it. I look. I get it with all the CT and the news and everything you got. They they're taking steps to prevent that stuff. But dude, it almost needs to be like where we do 
a a sideline warning with him only it's a it's a targeting warning hey that's one hit to the head it's a 15 yarder next time you're tossed but we can't start just throwing kids out for one play when they're trying to make a play on the ball i mean it's ridiculous i mean you know again it's kind of like college basketball we didn't come here to see a bunch of we're not watching to watch a bunch of foul or whistles blown and best players sitting on the bench you know we don't want to see good players thrown out of games it's stupid it's obnoxious and also i want to ask what did you say that Florida State quarterback came in weighing at 165 when he came in. Yeah, apparently. He looks like he's about 155 now. That dude is skinny. Well, he's six four and a half. So I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot of bones there. You know, well, let me ask you guys. Lot, you like, know, you know, you know what said a lot about him though, Nader, and I'll let you finish, is when he got popped, laid down, got that helmet knocked off, and I'll tell you what, he made it a point. He wanted everybody to know that he was popping right back up. I I was impressed by that. I mean, let, do you guys think that's a viable option moving forward? Is that something college football would ever look at or no? I, I feel like it's got to be led by the coaches. Here, here's the puzzling thing is we, we have so many, so many of these. It's not actually changing behavior because the institution of the rule is so poorly done week to week. You can hit a running back that's running through a hole and hit him in the head and – or Jockey's Patrick can have his helmet ripped off in the game, a flag not thrown. And Farky, I know you saw that at the goal line. And then, or on top of this, you've got that clown from Baylor. Not to come back to that again, doing the doing the damn Oklahoma drill before the game. So, are we really trying to change behavior with head trauma, or are we just doing it to kind of, you know, put lipstick on a pig here? Because it doesn't make sense. They're, these things aren't going hand in hand. It's just totally irrational, some of the things that are done at times. There needs to be a czar, just like there needs to obviously be over college basketball, as Dick Vitale was posting today with all this that that garbage going on with the AAU and the shoe company. Yeah. No, I mean, my problem is, and it's also, I mean, rea- realistically, it's all subjective. You know, you could have some referees that don't see uh, it as targeting. The next week, you've got a whole new band of morons coming out there. And if you fart the dude's face, it's targeting. That's, so that's a problem. That, that, that is exactly, I think, the, the point that needs to be made is it's so subjective is that you can write these rules and you can say, okay, we're going to protect these guys. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But then these referees are, are, to an extent, put in a position where they're scared to death of not making the call. And being crucified for not making the call. But some of the calls, if you're a fan watching and they don't see it on TV, I'll give them that. But it's so ridiculous, like we saw in this game, that the subjectiveness, I mean, you you can't throw it out. That's the problem. Is So where so where do you draw the line? Because some of the stuff we saw in that game, it, it just it, it can't be called. Yeah, yeah. agree. I, I mean, it's the same. We regurgitate this, basically, bar conversations, chats. And we've done it on this pod many times, and it's just – it's redundant. It's probably a little bit of a bore, but it's just bullshit. It's because just we have to remember – exhausting bullshit. These guys, these guys as a career, as the referees, are, are being graded on the games, and they're going to be graded on whether or not they make the call based on the rule. But the rule is so subjective, it's, it's really BS. So yep. I, we could repeat it over and over. Well, okay, let's just uh, – let's jump in real quick. Um, you know, TCU, Oklahoma State, I didn't get a chance to catch this. Um, Mississippi State and Georgia, either of you guys have any takes on on those couple games? TCU, Oklahoma State, I'll just put myself out there. I was way off. I said Oklahoma State was in my top four. I had them ahead of uh, Oklahoma last week. I was way off. Um, I really thought this was their game, but I took Gary Patterson for granted. Gets credit for his team being prepared. Um you know, I said Oklahoma State was really good. I still believe they are, but you know, they they were passing attack. I gave I gave credit to you know having the best receiving core in the country, and they still put up passing numbers. But you know what? Only at a fifty percent clip, through through two interceptions, only completed a fifty percent clip. Doesn't matter who you have. Um, the defense made plays, and and you know TCU really made a statement. I give them a lot of credit. So I was off on that game. TCU is a lot better than I gave him credit for, and I think maybe a lot of other people gave him credit for. Moving forward, they're a team to watch. Nate, or anything from uh, Mississippi State, Georgia? Yeah, look, I mean, I was way off on that one. Mississippi State came out and just laid a, 
a big old uh, turd sandwich on the field after that steaming board. loaf. I mean, hey, just, like, hey, Dan that, Mullen, like that thing he, was he literally just walked walked fly. out of the midfield, crapped his pants. That's I what mean, he did. flies flying around it. Like uh, Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, that's one big pile of shit. Um, this game was pathetic, and you know I I agree with you. Like you said, every once in a while, Dan Mullen has a sneaky good team that can win 10, 11 games. Um, this ain't it. Uh, it was bad from the, the get-go, and uh, I was wrong. Yeah, uh, we got hoodwinked. Uh, and, I mean, anytime you can throw a Jeff Goldblum uh, 1993 Jurassic Park and get really, really current with all of our listeners, uh, you got to do it. So uh, dynamite drop in there, Nader. Yeah. And I'm, I'm giving myself credit on that game because I said I loved, loved Georgia. I threw yeah. myself out there, Oklahoma State. I loved Georgia in that game. I said pump the brakes on Mississippi State. They needed the brakes pumped. LSU was a good win. Georgia's a class of the SEC East. Keep, keep an eye on Georgia. You, you called that. Uh, okay, so top four, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a reoccurring theme. Farky, you had some moving in yours, so what's your top four as of uh, as of today? I got Bama, Clemson. I'm jumping Penn State um, up to three. Uh, I think they have the best player in the country. I'm going Oklahoma 4A and USC 4B. I'm still not giving up on USC. Nader? Yeah, I've got the first uh, three of that, Bama, Clemson, Penn State in that order. I've actually got Washington. You know, I was talking about them last week, um, and I really like this squad. Uh, Farky touched on it a little bit last week about, you know, the you know they've got a really experienced quarterback. Jake Browning's a stud. I, I really like Washington, and it will not surprise me at all if they f- win the Pac-12. I think they might go undefeated this year. Superior coach, I'll say that. Peterson always has, you know, does a tremendous job. That was a huge win against Colorado in some sneaky bad conditions, actually. Um, and a and blowout. Yeah, and it was a blowout. And, and one that Washington just kind of pretty much controlled in its, in its entirety. So we'll, we'll get to Washington here. I know they're on the pick sheet. Uh, for mine, I think it's Bama. Obviously, I think it's a huge gap. I'm going to say then um, both Oklahoma and Clemson were not impressive. Um, I'd say Clemson, Oklahoma, and then I've got Penn State, USC, you know, 4A, 4B for right now. Obviously, um, you know, these, these will get sorted out a little bit further as the season goes along. But um, I, I don't know. Right now with the statement Bama made, this this maybe looks like a – a snooze fest of a college football season, but you know, never know things can happen, but uh, you know, you got almost kind of root for a team like Georgia or some of these ones to kind of come up through the ranks to, to give a little bit of trouble to a couple of these teams. Cause otherwise the suspense is kind of already gone in week five. All right. So um, we'll run through last week. I went six and nine Farky six and nine Memphis Matt with an eight and seven. And Shill with a monster eleven and four. He's the leader on the season at thirty and twenty-eight. I'm six games under. Farky's four games under, and Memphis Matt is four games under. So I'm bringing up the rear after two weeks ago. I think tied for the lead. So impressive performance by me thus far. Uh, any guys? And then consensus went three and three. We're eight and nine overall. We did go two and zero oh on our two bets. Who did we have? We had Michigan, which we snuck through, and Washington, which was a breeze cover. Is that right, guys? That's right. Yeah. So continue to follow those on the uh, NEG, um, the NEG podcast, the Glory Pod, or NEG Pod CFB, where we post those on Saturday along with um, you know all of our picks and our running totals. So just keep an eye out for that as well as some things you know we'll be posting probably Friday night for the big USC game, um, and I think Miami and Duke might even play on Thursday. Um, so we might even have a little bit of action on the on the Twitter handle with that. So follow that if you don't. Rate us on iTunes, five stars. That's what we need. That's what we deserve. Um, so give us that rating. So guys, you ready to dive into this? Yeah, let's, let's go. All righty. First game up, the aforementioned Miami Hurricanes, Duke Blue Devils. It's at Duke. Duke's getting six and a half. Shill went ahead and took Duke in this. Farky, who do you got? I got Duke. Um, Miami gave up 30 to Toledo. I know it's coming off of a, a three-week layoff. Um, you know, this is this is a game where these guys, 2015, really played a hell of a game. It was it kind of developed a little bit of a rivalry. 
I'm I'm not I'm not too uh, too knowledgeable on uh, Duke, but I know over the past five years, obviously everyone knows they've they've really developed their program. Um, I just think they're well coached, they're disciplined, and I like them in this game as kind of an upset after uh, I, I would call a little bit of a letdown week against Toledo. Miami kind of feels like they're probably rolling after being off, and this is a game I think they could take for granted. So I got Duke. Nader. Yeah, I. I love Duke here. I, I think David Cutcliffe's a really good coach. And, you know, no one is better at the sneaky, weird cover than Cutcliffe is. Duke getting six and a half. You know, they haven't played any, you know, barn busters this year. They have beaten Northwestern. They did beat North Carolina, which is, you know, to Duke, that's a big rivalry game. Um, uh, football or basketball, doesn't matter. Um, I like Duke here. And it wouldn't surprise me if Duke came away with a win at home over Miami. Um, you know, if I were betting it, that's not how I'd take it, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them win this game outright. That's a great um, point, Matt. That's a great point, Matt. They have sneaky covers year in and year out. So. Well, obviously, what two years ago they had the cover on the um, the return kick field goal fiasco thing or whatever, but um, or the uh, after the extra point or the kickoff, and they had that whole running back and all that craziness. But um, actually, I think Miami won that game, but Duke covered. I'm, I'm lockstep with you guys. I think too many points. Cut clip. Too many points. Too many points. Too and many. that Miami game was a hell of a lot closer than the final score indicated. Toledo gave them a dogfight. I think Toledo ran into the heat late third quarter into the early fourth, and that was the only reason because they were toe-to-toe with, with the Hurricanes. I love Duke in this spot. First game Miami on the road. They're still tr- they're still getting settled back from from Irma and some of that disa- natural disaster. We've got ourselves a consensus pick here, guys. I don't know if it's in our bet thing or not. Fark, I know you're tabulating that at the end, but uh, I love Dukey here, and we'll go clean sweep on it. So that'll move us to the next game. We got USC Friday night at Wazoo. I think it's 10, 10, 30. So this will end about 3 o'clock in the morning as Mad Dog on Sirius XM was was bitching about the last two two days. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, USC here. I just I think this is a tailor-made spot. I don't like how Washington's played. I know they had a good win last week, but uh, or Washington State, excuse me. Four is just inside where I want to be, so I'm taking the um, – the Trojans in this one. And uh, Farky, who you got? I've got USC. I think anything inside a seven is a good play here. I know we're still playing with another three points, but, uh, you know, all joking aside with Farky's faves, uh, anything inside a seven I like here. I'm, I'm high on USC. I've been high on Darnold all year. I think anytime you have the best player in the game and he plays quarterback, I think that goes a long way. Uh, Washington State's 4 0 for the first time since 2001. I just feel like this type of game is a letdown game for them. So maybe not a blowout. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I, I like anything inside of seven. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, it's tough for me to go against my boy, uh, Leach here. You know, I was reading about this earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, Darnold's obviously the class of the quarterbacks there, but Falk is, you know, has a 14 to one touchdown interception ratio, uh, which, you know, can't really be ignored. He's also completing about 77% of his passes. Um, and USC, a little knowledge on you cats, 3-8 and eight in their last uh, 11 road games against the spread. Um, what time is this game tipping off at? 10.30. Well, 7.30 their time, but 10.30 yeah. ours. It's a late one on Friday. Get your and bourbon you know, ready. Be- get your Buckeye vodka. Get all that <laughs> stuff ready. It's a late that's one. Gonna be, I'm going to get that bourbon game, but that's going to be a fired-up crowd. Um, you know, for like Farky said, seven, anything inside seven. You know, for me, um, I know I'm not the consensus here, but I like it anything over a field goal. So I'm going to take the home uh, team, the decent team, getting the points at home at night. I'll take Wazoo. Okay. So uh, you got someone tailing with you. So Shill's on Wazoo as well. Uh, That moves us over to the next game. Now, this is the Georgia Bulldogs. This is a 330 special. Gary Danielson and Brad Nestor on the call at Tennessee. Tennessee's getting seven. And uh, Shill went ahead here with a very, very – we had some text chains on this. He and I, I'm kind of tracking in the same line with him. I don't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. We're taking the Tennessee Volunteers extraordinarily reluctantly, but we're on them nonetheless. So, uh, Farky, I know you're going a different direction, so I, explain why. 
No, I like I like that you let me go first. I'm gonna let you guys, uh, you know, rebuttal. But I got to be honest. This is this is my favorite game of the week. And it, judging by our picks here, three to one, it doesn't appear that I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, able to talk you guys into making this consensus for the bets. But uh, I love Georgia. I love Georgia last week. I thought going into the season they were they were one of the teams to beat. And I, I am not gonna bet Butch Jones in a game like this. I mean, he's coming off a couple. You know, a couple lucky games. Uh, we all joke around about him. Let's go all joking aside. Is he really a coach that's that's going to beat Georgia? Maybe not. And but it, I don't even think it's going to be within seven. I I think Georgia's a class team in the SEC. I think Tennessee is one of those teams that squeaks by, and we watched it last year. I think we're going to see it here again in this game. And I think seven. Even if you're playing seven and you get it at seven, it's you push who cares so take the seven i mean get or give the seven up i'm sorry i love georgia here it's it's my favorite game of the week you guys talk me out of it but i just from what i saw last week i, I don't see any reason why i'm going to trust a tennessee team to cover a touchdown <laughs> yeah i mean it's been a strange rivalry though you you would admit that I admit that. I admit that, and it, it definitely is a rivalry game. And anytime you get any of the top tier teams in the SEC, it's going to be supposedly a close game. But we've seen blowouts already this year. We talked about mm-hmm. two or three of them already the last two or three weeks. So I, I get it. I get it. But I just I really love Georgia here. Oh, Memphis, Matt, where you at? Ugh. You ever like you know when you see a dog? Let's take a golden retriever, yellow lab, and it drags its ass across the carpet or like the sidewalk or the driveway. Mine's been this, doing that actually. Yeah, I got an yeah, English, but yeah, he's been doing. She's been doing that. That's what this game makes me want to do. Having picked this game, I hate this game, and the only reason, like Farky just laid out about twenty points that all say you should bet Georgia. The only reason I'm betting Tennessee is because Butchie's head's going to be on a spit here soon if he doesn't win one of these, you know, worthwhile games. This would be a worthwhile game. I mean, I think I said at the beginning, obviously, I know you guys echo it. Butchie's part of the old He Gong crew. Um, I know they owe him a lot of money. I don't give a shit, and neither does Tennessee. Um, But that's really the sole reason I'm taking Tennessee because he's got to win one of these here soon. I'll say this. You're right, though. He loses this, and he's going to lose Bama. They aren't beating any of their rivals at all. You got to think he he doesn't make it to the end of the year. Let, let me ask you guys this, Sean, before you make a couple points. If, if Georgia goes up into halftime, let's say up 10 to 14 points, would you, would you be willing to, to, to agree that they probably are going to – Tennessee's a quitting team, and that team quits. I mean, do you feel yeah. good – Okay. I know I, I wouldn't feel good at all. I, I what I would say is, I guess I, I'm with Nader and maybe and and probably Schiller. There's just a level of optimism. I'm hoping it's ten nothing or ten three or something, and we just eke out a cover, twenty one seventeen or something like that. That that's kind of how I, I'm envisioning the game to go. I'm not thinking this is Tennessee winning this game necessarily. Yeah, so I mean, seven in an SEC game, seven's a lot of points when you're talking about Tennessee and Georgia's two programs. I, I, I listen, I, I agree with you guys on that, but I just, I, I think I'm just going with the fact that we have dogged this Tennessee team now for two straight years. These guys are quitters. Um, unless they hang around into the fourth quarter, I'll feel really concerned about it. But I think they're going to be down ten to fourteen points going into half, and I think they'll quit. They covered it last year. That's the one thing that I would say is th- they had point. that flip floppy stuff last year, and now I'll be it on a I think the hail mary or whatever. But they did cover it last year. Good point. Ugh. What do we All got? right. Well, I was uh, I was thinking, Nader, you were going to segue us, but uh, no oh. worries there. Okay, Sorry. state at Texas Tech plus ten for the Tech. Uh, I'm, I'm going rebound here. I, I love this spot. I love OK State here. Um, bounce back. Big win. It's just it. if they go the other way, the season's lost. I don't see that happening. Uh, I like OK State here. Big. Show's you, thinking the same way. And uh, Farky, where are you? What do you guys think, real quick, what do you guys think about the uh, over in this game? I mean, it, there there can't be enough points, right, for the over? I haven't looked at it. 
Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not certain what, what it is either. I don't have that up right now. But I, yeah, I've got to think that I would very much like the over in this, unless it's got to be like seventy or something like that. So, guys, I'm reading right now. The winning team has scored at least 45 points in eight out of the last ten contests back to 2007. That's that's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the Big Twelve, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. And it, okay, so anyway, to segue into my my points, I'm with I'm with you, Sean. Oklahoma State. I think this is a huge back uh, bounce back game. This is my number two game. I love this game. Uh, I think uh, Kingsbury gets incredibly outcoached here. They have one of the worst defenses in the country. Uh, Oklahoma State, even though they dropped all the way down to 15, I think they still have something to prove here. They punch these guys in the face after after that hard loss last week, and I think they're right back in the conversation of being a you know early loss win whatever eight nine ten games in a row and then they're right back in a conversation if they get a couple losses for some other big programs so i think this is this is the turning point of the season for oklahoma state to, to really punch back nader yeah I'm, I'm i'm with you guys on this i when this line popped up i was thinking 17 plus on this line i cannot believe it's just 10 and to me the line looks fishy a little bit uh, this has bounce back written all over it. I mean, you know, in theory, I think a lot of people thought Oklahoma State was going to obviously win that game last week. They were a fairly decent favorite. Um, they're still really touted. And like Farkas said, um, you know, it's this game, if it comes down to coaching, I mean, yeah, Klingsbury is the turd on the doorstep to Gundy. So, you know, give me the mullet. I'm going Oklahoma State. And just to, just to clarify real quick, I don't I don't think Texas Tech is that great of a team. The reason I say this is a back a bounce back game for Oklahoma State is because we all know they don't play well defensively. Texas Tech is going to score points. I mean, this is going to go over if Oklahoma State doesn't play well defensively. So, you know, they 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 could put themselves in a tough situation here. You know, going into third fourth quarter if they're giving up a you thousand know, yards in this game. So anyway, this, this has all the makings for one of those five-hour games that just sucks, yeah. and you've wasted time once you start watching it. Absolutely, I got shit to do on a Saturday. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, um, looks like Shills on Oakley Oki Stick too. So that's going to be uh, what is that? Our second consensus of the week. Yep, second consensus. All right. Well, let's go to the next game: Washington and Oregon State. And I've been talking about the last two weeks. I'll go ahead and do this first. I love Washington, man. I, I, like Sean mentioned earlier, I love Chris Peterson. What he did at Boise State was pretty damn impressive. I, you know, that trade's just going to keep on going at Washington. You know, Washington obviously was a big time program, you know, quite a few years back. I think they're fully back. Um, unlike the Purdue is back here on the local radio in Columbus, Purdue ain't back. Uh, Washington is for a, going to be for a while. I love WashU here. I think um, this could be a 40-point game. I know it's at Beaver Stadium. Don't care. Um, I like Washington to win by 30 to 35-plus in this game. All right. I, I do, I'm going to take Washington in this game reluctantly, though. Um, although I agree with you that they're they're by far the better team in this game, I still think, and I look on here, Schillig took uh, Oregon State. I, I have a feeling that's because 26.5 feels like a lot of points. Washington. Washington's one of those teams. It's kind of a grinder on on offense. They're more of a, a pro style. They're going to run the ball. They're going to set up their passing game. They're not one of those teams that necessarily is going to air it out every single possession. They have a lot of setup plays. Their offense, uh, you know, really puts themselves in a position to grind down the field eight to ten plays, long drive. Uh, I think they cover. It probably will end up somewhere where you're saying 30, I think 30, maybe 34. Yeah, back on here, I got, uh, I got Washington in this. I'm, I'm right in line with Nader, so uh, basically co-sign whatever he said. All right. He likes him by 70, so you're on with him. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we got Chill there is going to take Oregon, say, like Farky said, plus 26 and a half. Yeah, you know, he, he's screaming too many points, and his other go-to thing is back-to-back road games, yep. um, even albeit in the Pac-12, and you know, who knows if Oregon State fans even care at this point with that dumpster of a program. So we're going Iowa-Michigan State. Um, 
We got uh, Shug on Michigan State. I'm also going Michigan State here. I, I think they've gotten better throughout throughout the season. Uh, Iowa, I've talked about them the last couple weeks. Not impressed. You guys want to touch on uh, on their stadium? We can hit that again. But uh, I, I definitely think it's a better coach team. I think they get better, better again this week. Um, you know, not not a lot to say. Not a sexy game. It's going to be a grind. Games that probably a lot of people don't we're going to be into for three hours. But uh, what do we get here? We got minus three and a half. I, I think they're at least a touchdown better. So I'm going Michigan State. Yeah. Look, I'm. I hate this game. I don't like their team. Uh, um, Iowa, they played Penn State really well. This has all the makings of a let another letdown game after that heartbreaking loss last week. I am solely taking this because it's three and a half and not three uh, on the seven. Um, it is going to be this game is going to be a diaper filled with Indian food. It sucks, but give me Iowa in the three and a half. I'm I'm with Nader on this. I, I do think it ends up like really quirky, like one of those where it's a two point game and then a five point game, and just really kind of bizarre. Um, I, having not watched any of Michigan State last week uh, versus Notre Dame, and just seeing that they got beat by Notre Dame, maybe I'm not giving them any credit. Um, Iowa to me looked pretty game. I like their defense, their front seven. Um, that's a tough bounce back to play at home, lose a heartbreaker like that in, in the last second uh, and turn back around. But the extra half point and even the three and a half, it's just I'll take the points here. So that uh, moves us first. We got two on Michigan, me and Nader. We want to go to Iowa and uh, Indiana at Penn State. Uh, this one is. Actually, I'm admittedly a little puzzled by this myself. I went minus 17. Um, I don't really have a lot of rhyme or reason other than Ohio State kicked the crap out of Indiana. And if Penn State wants to be good, uh, like Franklin walked around, uh, this seems like a Barclay-Heisman special game. Um, I'm taking the Nittany Lions and laying the 17. She'll in the same way, same way. So, Farky, what do you have? I'm going Penn State. Uh, hey, listen, I'm I'm going to lay myself out there again. Uh, Barkley, I was I was not on him early in the preseason or when we did the first week pod. Uh, you know, I think it was a little bit of bias because I was aggravated about what he did against Buckeyes last year. But I'll tell you what, that kid is player. I mean, the last the last three or four weeks, he has done nothing but make plays. I think he's a difference maker. I think he only continues to gain momentum throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Indiana's not going to have an answer for him. Ohio State, yeah, they handled their business against Indiana, but Indiana around for a little point a couple. Um, there were a few on here or there where they could have hung around a little longer. But uh, I don't feel high as there was a, this kid. And I think he's going to continue to carry them. Um, they played well against the pass this year. Uh, Indiana had they could be 17. I don't think against Indiana gets it done. So I'm going to go ahead. What do you got? Well, this line's a little fishy. I mean, you know. They played Ohio State tough through the first two and a half quarters, and then Ohio State put it on them, and that was at Indiana. This is at Happy Valley. Going to be a little bit different experience uh, for Indiana than being at home against Ohio State. And Penn State's just, right now, they're a better team than Ohio State is. It may end up that big, and that's fine. Um, I'm just a little surprised this line's only fishy lines, but um, I usually take the points when they're fishy, but um, I feel like Penn State's the proper play here. I mean, Penn State Barkley's a stud, and I don't know how you can confidently take Indiana getting that few points against them. So, yeah. And real quick, Sean, before you before you hit this, just for the listeners, the fishy line he's talking about, Ohio State was what? Was that 30 against Indiana? 31? 
Once yeah. there was a twenty, yes, that or twenty six, something like that. So it yeah. was. It was. We're talking about Penn State being potentially their team. They'll State another. It was one over. Yeah. Okay, so the better team supposedly is now only laying seventeen. So that that's where he's coming from. From that at, at home versus at home on the road. Yeah. Well, in college, it's anywhere from four to six on their home swings. Go ahead, Sean. What do you got? Yeah. So. I, I, this segues to the next game. Nader hit on him a little bit. LSU at Rutgers. Rutgers uh, getting 29 and a half uh, to me. And, and I think probably I'm in tune. I'll steal a lot of a farky thunder here. This is this schedule for Ohio State just couldn't be bad to be able to kind of manage the loss they had early in the year to get kind of righted, get things figured out a couple cream puffs before the, the the meat of the schedule picks back up this to me is is another 40 point game osu i love in this records uh school's a dump that uh the basketball coaches like um, that old ad or the, i don't know if she's still there she's a clown um she's from the, the woman from louisville uh there's nothing redeemed so I'm thinking the Buckeyes in, in just an absolute slaughter. I'm thinking like 56 to 10. This is Shell's going the opposite way. He loves the points and loves Rutgers. He, I think he just loves scandal. So you know he's big Louisville fan, big Baylor, all those other all those other renegade programs, SMU of of the you know back in the day. So um, that's where Show aligns. You know that's pretty typical. He's sleaze bag like, himself. He's a dirt ball. Yeah, yeah he is. exactly. Uh, we'll you get know, to he's probably. He's Probably in, down in Naples, just robbing old people uh, and their bread and putting it in places where they can't reach and stuff like that. Just total prick stuff. Uh, you know who? You know who? Show reminds me of is Pig Pen from the Peanuts, where he's just got that cloud of. There you go. Hey, not even there to defend himself, but we'll take it. Uh, Farky. What do you got? I'm, I'm sure it's probably similar to what where my angle was. Well, yeah, exact angle, and you know. I already knew I could chalk up the Buckeyes for for this week, every week. Uh, 29 is my number three game. Uh, maybe even should have been my number two game. I mentioned it last week. This is, this continues to roll into the garbage part of the season for the Buckeyes. Uh, as much as we have, uh, as much as we've talked about Mike Weber being out and, and losing his starting position, I think it does even play a bigger role in this game, the fact that he's going to be able to come in He's going to be able to uh, relieve Dobbins of, of some workload. These guys are going to stay fresh. We're talking about maybe a 506-yard offensive game. game. Uh, hammered Barrett all year. I think the game will be against kind of pat those numbers. Uh, Buckeyes rolling all respect this game. I, I love this game. I love this line. Uh, go Buckeyes. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, uh, Ohio State's now one and three against the spread this year. Their only cover coming at Indiana. They didn't cover again last week against UNLV. Although they looked, unfortunately, I listened to most of it on the radio. It sounded like they looked a little bit better. Um, but UNLV, what they give up twenty-one to UNLV still. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've the the points Ohio giving State. up, I, I will admit, were puzzling. But UNLV runs that kind of spread offense. Um, but I mean, the other thing is, is when you give up some easy ass touchdowns, I, I think it just creates a you have that luck. Some of the waving at the crowd and looking in the, you know, your family, they're not going to have that. Um, I, 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 but I, I see your point. Like, I'm going to that I tag Rutgers, man. Yeah, they suck. Um, unfortunately, I'm still I'm going to ride them. I'm going to ride Ohio State until they can prove me they prove to me they can cover a spread. Uh, so give me Rutgers in this game. Although I'm probably going to regret that. Yeah, a re- reluctant Scarlet Knights. Uh, I think that's what those those dumpster fire. It should be just Rutz, Rutgers dumpster fire. That'd be yeah. fantastic. Um, so they should petition for that. Uh, Next game, Vandy, Plus, we're going to hit. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're just hideous. Just stay um, Yeah, well, I mean, it's Jersey. It's the toilet of New York. Um, we're going to hit some of these pretty quick here. Uh, Vandy at Florida. Florida laying 10. Uh, I 
took Florida here. Um, no reason really whatsoever. Show went the opposite way, like Vandy and a bounce back. Farky, who do you got? Well, to, I just want to make a point here. You know, because the show's love of Baylor, it's it's really hard to believe that a, a team facing nine players who who are facing third three felony charges and receiver running back. I mean, how can he not team? I mean, this is a made team for him. It, it, yeah, here's the thing. Vandy. Like, Vandy's some of their football players, they Is that where you were talking? Yeah, okay. That's why I thought you were saying, Farky. Look, the only Del Rio I give a rat's ass about is Jack. That's his son. That's his dad. Someone didn't do their homework. I can't believe you didn't take time out of your busy day to squeeze in Vandy floor breakdown. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I didn't look this up at all because I don't (laughs) care about either of these teams. One got steamrolled 59-0 last weekend. Um, you know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you have if you have just enough time to watch seven episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger, and you have a wife that you have to attend to as well, how are you going to do any research? <laughs> I, have, I haven't watched Walker in probably six months, unfortunately. They don't do. Unfortunately, they haven't brought it back. So, you know, I don't you know, I've got a little more free time. I should look this up. Give me Vandy. Speaking of putting things out to pasture, um, New War- Northwestern at Wisconsin, Wisconsin Lane, 14 and a half. I'm taking the points here um, very reluctantly. Nothing really worth saying about this game other than, yeah, I took Northwestern. She went ahead and took Northwestern. Farky, who do you got? I'm going to take Wisconsin. Uh, I haven't watched any of their games this year, uh, but I have – I've done some research on them, looked a, a little bit about their, their pedigree, their stats. Um, they're kind of handling their business. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you guys think they're a top 10 team? They're ranked 10 right now. Uh, I think there's just there's there's enough teams that they can really throw in there right now because they've gone ahead like a mentioned, handled their business, done what they're supposed to do. Top 10 team? I don't know, but I think they're going to handle this against Northwestern. Um, Nader, uh, give me Northwestern. I hate varmints, so I don't like I don't like Bucky Badger. He looks smug, like he looks like he just made out with your girlfriend. He's giving Northwestern. Huh, interesting. That's that's dynamite analysis. There, unique, but dynamite. Uh, uh, next game, my Seminoles at Wake seven and a half. Rebounds uh, uh, and plays really, really well. Be without Jacob Pugh for the first half, but, but um, they get a couple other guys back. And uh, I, I think now that Blackman's got another game on his about a road road game is Farky. Who do you got? I'm on. I'm on the Knolls. I think this is everything you said. Bounce back game. Goofy line. Lake Forest. What have they done? Done nothing. Uh, I think in the country. Uh, we mentioned earlier about the quarterback and the progress he made over that game last week. You want to talk about making a progress in an important big game? Um, he was tested over and over after the first quarter, and and I think he responded well. So seven and a half. This to me is one of the goofiest lines of the week. So I got the Knolls. Nader. Yeah, Fargo, you touched on it earlier, Sean did too, what they were one for seven in the red zone last week. That's that's against a really good defense. 
defensive front seven, um, seven times into the red zone is still up against, you know, a squad that is not that vaunted. Seven and a half seems fishy. Um, and, you know, if they get back in the red zone that many times again, they're going to put up some points this time. Big um, Force, on the other hand, I don't see that happening. So I like FSU in this game for sure. Yeah, this feels like one of those where the game Florida State was on and, you know, people, oh, they get the freshman quarterback. And it's more of a narrative versus you know, what it probably should be. Show I know has those historical lines. I think if you look back, albeit with Francois, this line was probably like 21 with Francois. Um so it, 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 it is puzzling when you look at it right now because certain factors for Florida State haven't changed. Uh, at that earmark, that's a consensus. So that's our fourth one that will join Duke, Oklahoma State, Penn State. So now we have Florida State. Next game, Mississippi State at Auburn. Uh, Auburn laying nine and a half. Uh, I don't really have anything much to say. You know, fart in the wind that Mississippi State left last week. I think they leave another one this week. I like Auburn. This is a brutal slate for Mississippi State, by the way. It really, it really is. This is one that you know, a couple teams every year have to run through. And it, it, unfortunately for them, they're running into a team that I think is, is really talented. I like Auburn's team. Uh, talking about a team that lost 14-6 to six to Clemson, who I'm pretty sure all of us have them number two in our, our top four, uh, handled their business elsewhere other than maybe a 24-10 Mercer win. But I think they're. I think Auburn's solid. I think they handle their business here. Only uh, nine and a half. I like that a lot because ten obviously gets you the win. I'm going with Auburn. Nader. Yeah. Um, like Farkey said, that, you know, fourteen six against Clemson. That was at Clemson too, correct? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know it. It was a well-played game uh, from Auburn. Uh, um, I thought they looked pretty good. And Clemson's up points all over the place. Um, the fact, they held them to 14 impresses me. Really, Auburn's the only team that really has a crack at Alabama this year, and I don't even know how great of a chance it is. Um, so I, I think Auburn's going to keep the the bus rolling here. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see like, you know, 17 to 20 point win. I think this line's a little low. Um, give me Auburn. War Eagle. Jill's going the same way, so we got another consensus here. So uh, that that kind of adds to the to stoking the fire fire here of of you know fading and taking Mississippi State on a rebound. Uh, if if last year was any indication, uh, and and even thus far this year, um, buyer beware if you're Auburn with us right now. Uh, it is, but I got to imagine it's a night game. Virginia Tech getting seven and a half. It's that extra. It's big for me. I'm taking Virginia Tech. Same. Who do you got? I got, I got to ask you. I'm, I'm not going to go real deep into this game. And a lot of us have them as I think we all have them again. Number two is our is our consensus uh, top four. So you you guys sell me. I mean, seven and a half against a team that arguably has the the top front seven in the country. Seven and a half. I mean, they're not going to cover that. They're not going to win by ten points against Virginia Tech. You guys, you guys tell me. I, I don't buy. It. Nader, what do you want have well, a lot of a defense? <laughs> well, one of the reasons I like the game is it opened at five and a half and moved to seven and a half. So obviously five and a half, some big money came in there. Um, seven and a half gets us to that strange number where if we're not on a touchdown, we win. Um, and, you know, it is a night game in Blacksburg. It's it pretty loud there. Um, you know, I don't give a rat's ass about the lunch pail. I've talked about it before. I don't care, but I like Blacksburg at night. Uh, it seems like it's a tough place to play. We know what happened. Um, you know, there have been some good teams gone in there that shouldn't have gotten beat and did. Not saying Clemson's going to lose this game because I don't think they will. Uh, but I think the value now. Uh, a betting perspective is now back on the Virginia Tech line at seven and after seven. But I'm I'm not trying to put you on the spot here. But uh, so you're you're going solely on the environment, the fact they're playing there at night. I mean, nothing. I don't know what you know about Virginia Tech, but I know what I know about Clemson, and I know what I know about their defense. And you, and you really don't think these guys can win by ten points over there? No, I do. But I'm I'm solely, you know, I wouldn't bet this game, but we are betting it here simply for the pod. And I just like the seven and a half with Virginia Tech better than give, giving up the seven and a half to Virginia Tech. 
right, that, that, that's how, that's exactly how I felt. I, I didn't love it. Um, you know, Clemson's already had a road win. I do think that the Louisville over the season going along is, is going to look a little bit overrated compared to what was in the actual moment or what it felt like. Because I think Louisville's defensive line and defense is porous. Um, and Clemson didn't look real good against a front seven in BC that, that's not bad and, and Landry that that's a pretty elite player. So um, that's that's maybe the angle I'm going. I'm not thrilled with it. Um, so I could easily see, you know, walking in this back and, and losing by, you know, 20 points in this. But that's just probably where, where I think a couple of us are at least maybe seeing we walk into it. Next game, South Carolina at AM. Uh, A&M laying nine and a half. To me, it's more of a, a bet against A&M, nine and a half. Uh, with that defense, that inconsistency, I love South in this match. Shows, really enough, the other way, it's you know not enough points, so he's taking A&M. Farky, who you got? I'm going to keep rolling with South Carolina. I had him from the beginning of the season. Uh, again, we <laughs> We joke around about the uh, the lopsidedness of the total yardage in the NC State game that they won, which, uh, in all fairness, you guys are right. That that was <laughs> that probably should have been NC State's game. Um, NC or uh, South Carolina, they they lose to Kentucky, and then they have a really lackluster game against Louisiana Tech, seventeen sixteen. But uh, I'm still I'm going to continue to bet against Mike Summer. Um, just a guy that I think is going to lose his job. I thought he would lose his job before the end of the year. I guess the potential is still out there, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to be able to beat these guys. So I'm uh, just strictly off of I think it's bias against someone. I'm go- I'm going to go ahead and keep Did going. Did you some Mike Mike Tomlin? Honestly, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm like Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you said that. I'm like, oh, he just said that because he looks like him. Nader, who you got in this? You know, sadly, this is normally where I just go with my better athletes line like Farky does. But now we're in the same conference here. Kevin Sutherland stinks. And I think if he won out, he can save his job. But he's in a shitstorm. Um, I don't I can't believe it's nine and a half. Um, I don't know what AM's done this year to prove that it should be nine and a half. Um, I'm taking the Gamecocks. It's interesting. I wonder if um, Bielema hadn't kind of pissed down his leg like he usually does, um, and they'd have lost that game. What this line would be like? A and M, I imagine, would be if they were favored, it'd be by the slimmest of margins, um, and that easily could have went the other way on. He gets fatter and fatter every year. I just wonder if actually if he's got like an inflatable fat suit and he's just messing with everybody else at this point. Because I feel is, like he's he's the cool he's the man in his red jacket. Yeah, he's got a pork shank in his pocket at all times. Dude's disgusting. Hey, uh, it is. We had some pork cheek in uh, Portugal. That was it, this shit was dope. He's got the whole. He's got the whole bone in, like, shank in there. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Interesting. Uh, next game, we're going to go to Old Miss. Bama. Bama land 28. I, I All I have is Bama, period. Old Miss, Old Miss doesn't deserve any more words. Bama. Shill's on the same boat. Farky, what do you have? Can we – this is obviously Farky's faves. Bama, uh, I'll usually always be on them like Ohio State, but – can we say that the Ole Miss has played Alabama the last three years competitive? That's kind of out the window this year. I don't think it's really a factor. It doesn't matter. Um, this this is another one of those games that could get up into the, the mid-30s, maybe 40. Uh, I don't think it's, it's a no-brainer. This is probably my fourth or fifth favorite game. I'm going to go on Alabama. Nader? Yeah, I love Bama. Look, is Ole Miss really that much better or worse than Vandy in any way, shape, or form? No, they're not. So that was a just a trouncing last week by Alabama. Um, you know, that being said, no, 28 is not enough. I This could be like a 45-10 game, 45-7, something like that. Uh, this could be um, a a lot here all right so that's another consensus uh at least for the for the sake of this 
stood out. Oklahoma State, Penn State, Florida State, Bama as our consensus. That's six. So that is a boatload. Um, so that's not a good sign. But you know we're going to end with one more game. That game is, is our signature of the weekend on an otherwise kind of boring weekend. Memphis started off. Memphis, Matt, who do you have? Yeah, uh, you know where I'm going here. Give me Memphis all day long. Uh, look, the 3-0 and on the year, they're playing definitely the class of the conference team. What are they ranked? Like 20th, I think, 21st. Um, you know, but – Memphis has had some nice wins. The UCLA one was a good win. And plus, it's just, you know, it's the prestige of of the program at Memphis. The, those kids are playing for pride in that school and those colors. You need the Tigers. Oh my God. This could be this could be Hampton plus 35. And I, I would I would not take Memphis. They're perennial losers. You've heard the numbers. You've heard the stats from Shiggle. He's posted it on our, our negative football um Twitter handle before the season. These guys do not cover on average. Do not get sucked into it. I every week. I think they covered last week. Sorry, but over the course of the season, every week, bet against them and you'll win money. Period. On that note, Shill's taking Memphis, and I'm taking Memphis as well. <laughs> um, you like free money. I don't. I'm not in love with this. I'm just. I'm. The fact Memphis had a nice break. Had they played USC last week, I would have been all over UC or USC, UCF. Um, I, I like the little lull in between. I'm taking Memphis. I don't really know why. I wouldn't bet this if you gave me free money and said, "Yeah, you get to keep the winnings." Um, I, I'd probably just you know bet against Rutgers, but. Uh, uh, I'll take the Tigers in this. Shills on on the Memphis effing Tigers, quote unquote. And uh, as I said, that'll that'll round out all our will post these. So Farky, how did we we level up with uh, who where we were thinking with bets this week? All right, so we've got we've got consensus. We've got Duke, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Florida State, Auburn, and Bama. We need to pick two or three games. Now, we like? remember, we don't have to take those consensus, and sometimes we can even bet against them. Um, you know, as we've as we've detailed with probably our Auburn pick is going to be dead wrong. Uh, um, what do you guys think? I told you, I told you, my top three were actually the the first three of what I just named. I liked Duke, Oklahoma State, and Penn State, uh, but I do like all six. Uh, don't I don't love Alabama. As much as some of the others, I, lo- I love. Actually, I'll take, take that back. I'm, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. I don't do as much as I love Auburn, Oklahoma State, and Penn State. So, if, for the sake of uh, saving time, if I'm naming my top top three, I'm going number one, Oklahoma State. Number two, Penn State. Three, Auburn, and I'll give you four, Duke. You guys tell me what you like. Nader, what do you like? I like Oklahoma, Penn State, two, and I think Auburn, three. So I got Oklahoma State, Florida State, Penn State for my three. So the two consensus out of all those are Okie State and Penn State. And, and what did we have? I know we were in touch with. What did we have with him? What did it. he say? I got, I got it right here. He said, uh, give me one second, fellas. He said, um, He likes grabbing FSU at seven. He likes uh, MSU at minus three. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Vandy and Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State, State's an obvious one. That's that's a no-brainer. So everybody, Oklahoma State. We know we're going to be on. I think we'll, we'll probably still have to flush out in days, and we'll probably at least be on one of the three between Penn State, Florida State. Uh, oh. You know, we'll talk to show about. In some respects, he might even like Duke. I know that wasn't on our radar, but he probably didn't expect to see us all on Duke. Uh, so at least we know Oklahoma State will be on. We got a couple others that we floated. And follow folks know, or even Friday, possibly Thursday, 
if we jump on that Duke game. So in the coming days, just follow us along to see where we're at. We're 2-0 on the year on bets. Hopefully we'll put two or three more together, get the 3-4-0, get a little bit a little bit of money in our pocketbook. And, uh, you know, you guys can start looking at B-Homes down, uh, you know, rebated in the Keys or something. Actually, you could get some good property down there now. There you go. Well, and she, yeah, and Shill's cleaning toilets, so just, you know, he kind of earmark a couple for us. Old pig pen. Old pig pen. All righty, so that'll pretty much wrap it up. Uh, not going to run through all the other stuff. Follow us on NEG Pod FB. Uh, also follow the Glory Pods. I just taped a couple of those earlier. Those will go up either tonight or tomorrow on, on Pros, Fantasy Football. Uh, had had my brother the, the zebros as and, and Luke Grilly on those, and uh, listen to us on iTunes, rate us, SoundCloud, five star ratings, need it. Let's go. And uh, guys, anything to send off with? Go Bucks, or you guys follow us. We're going to post them Thursday, Friday, probably not, probably no later than Friday night. But but stick with us on those. Uh, or three picks that we throw out there for uh, big plays this week because we we will continue. Yeah, to- and I'd just leave the listeners with you know if you're try- if you got a three teamer and you're look- looking to round it out to a four teamer, freight those tigers. They won't let you down. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, quite the high note. Um, so that'll wrap it up. Good work, fellas. Weekend coming. Get some R and R watching football, and away we go. All right. Right. Peace. Peace. Later.